Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Go Play That Podcast. It is Wednesday the 11th of January 2017. My name is Rob Cook. I'm joined by Stu Oswald. Hi. And Bob Marate. Hey, hello. And we've been playing some multiplayer games together recently. Uh, we're going to jump straight into what we've been playing that's that's been new. I guess we'll start with something completely new to us, which is Rainbow Six Siege. Um, hmm. We've all played it, although Bob, you and I didn't actually enter the same session at one point. No, um, we didn't. But uh, what are your thoughts on it? Like, is this your first time actually playing it? It's been we've been able to it's, play it for a while. It's just um, it's pretty much yeah my first my first time with it. Mm. At first, I, I'm, I was actually pleasantly surprised because because yeah. I thought for for the looks of it and for what I've seen and what I knew about Rainbow Six Siege, I thought yeah this game is not going to be for me. It's mm. way too tactical. It's way too precise. I need to be really good at it in order to enjoy it. But I, I did some situations for myself and I got a little bit of practice with it and then I got into some games with Stu and with Earl and right. and, and I had a blast. Mm. And it's not like I did great, but I had fun. So it did not it did not prevent me from enjoying the game and I, I would definitely and I will definitely come back to it soon. Have you have you played any of the older ones or is this is this your first Rainbow Six? Mm. Well, no, I did play a few of the old ones, but I think the not to completion. I think the only one who actually completed would be Rainbow Six Vegas. That would be the only one that I actually completed. Okay, because okay, even even that one's quite modern. I remember the very first one was mm. like crazy tactical, um, super hardcore. Yeah, yeah, like old school Ghost Recon and well, Tom Clancy games. So old old school were like extremely tactical and realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were more simulator than they were action games. Mm. Um, so this one, you have like two rounds of two stages of play, uh, and you start by like, if you're attacking, you have to look around using these little buggies, like watchdogs style, uh, like remote control cars. And like then drums, uh, right? yeah, you get, uh, you get points for spotting enemies, which helps you basically for when you're going to then attack. Cause you kind of have a better idea of where they might be. You've got to like find out where the, hostage might be or the bomb or whatever the objective is and then after that time is counted down you've got like a minute once that's finished then you go in and you attack and it's a it's a sort of one life and you're done round based thing rather than respawns and i'm really enjoying playing it i've only had that one session with you guys and it's it's a laugh sort of seeing us panicking as we're being assaulted from from different directions like figuring out uh how to get into a map that we've never played before. Like, should we go up on the roof? This other guy that we don't know is scaling this wall. Oh, now he's dead. Okay. What do we do? Um, it seems cool. It seems like something that I'd, uh, that I used is something that reminds me of what I used to play in a clan. And, uh, it's, uh, strange that we've put it off for so long. Like, I think we're now right. getting, you know, getting back into January. Um, we, have been thinking about things to play together and we ended up playing a few multiplayer games this this week actually uh and this one is the one i'm most excited about because of the sort of the tactical element and uh doesn't mean you can't have fun there was one specific there's a couple of specific moments where I, I was gonna i was about to lead on to that the fact that you you say you've only had one 
session. Mm. And in that session, you managed to team kill me mm-hmm. and <laughs> execute the hostage. Yes. When we were meant to be rescuing the hostage. Yeah. So funny that. Um, so Stu jumped out in front of me, basically, and he scared me enough that I shot him. And Earl, yeah. <laughs> Earl would have been, Earl would have killed him uh, himself if I wasn't faster on the trigger, according to him. And then, yeah, another one I was shooting a terrorist, and then the hostage kind of blended blended into the uh, the scenery, and and they died. And the the worst part was that because that was like the highlight, like the round ending action, it showed it in slow motion for everybody in the session. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> if, if the hostage is dead, the game's over. So yeah. that was so the, yeah, winning- the attackers lose. Yeah. That was the winning replay. <laughs> so that was nice for everybody. Um, yeah. Yeah, we need to play that more. I'm looking forward yeah. to doing more multiplayer sessions with that one. I mean, like I said, it's kind of comparatively to the earlier ones, it's, it's super streamlined. Yeah. But I think I think the tactical simulated shooter is pretty much a thing of the past, really. Um, obviously, you have your armors and stuff still, but as mm. you know, serious con- contenders for popular most played i don't think it really exists anymore yeah so it's kind of like at least i think this is the most in depth you're going to get in the mainstream these days yeah and there's some cool stuff that it's doing quite unique like each character has a specific ability or play style and there's lots of different ones and they've been adding more over the year and now they're going into like a season two or i guess they're adding adding even more characters and maps I'd, Um, i'd like to see them step up the quality there a bit though because none of the characters mm. are like stand out crazy fun like They're i always not, kind of yeah struggle to pick who i want to be because none of them <clears throat> are really that exciting like i none, guess none of them have like exciting skills or no you're right well it's not really overwatch you know i no, mean no, yeah, we're not, in, in, not, not in that regard but if you're presenting a game with like hero selections even within the the you know the realm of your game they should be interesting yeah, I see your point though. Like they all just pretty much have a variation of like a camera thing or a, you know how to open a door and stuff. Maybe once we've played it a bit more, we'll get a bit familiar with some of the abilities and we'll find out how useful they really are. Like right now, I don't know how to use uh, any of the abilities. Like I'm yeah. at the start of around like punt, like putting up barricades and. That's about it. I don't know really what to do. I mean, that, that might be another another downside, kind of, unless you're in the, the pro circuit, you might never get to really experience the the full tactical nature of the game. Because it still kind of boils down to kind of, in our experience, pretty much a standard shooter experience with a few kind of yeah. extras. See them first, shoot them. Um, yeah, and, and that's not a criticism of the game. That's just our level. Yeah, the, th- the thing I remember when I played it on PS4... Um, I played one match online, but other than that, I play through all of the scenarios that they lay out in like a tutorial style that you can play single player. And that showed the majority of the abilities that are available. I, I can't really remember them now because it's been a, quite a long time, but though yeah. some of them were really interesting and, and I could see how they could apply to multiplayer, but we're going to have to play more to see. I guess we're going to have to like use them ourselves and force ourselves to try something other than just playing Counter-Strike, which is essentially what we're doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we moved on to playing Overwatch, which I personally haven't played um, much of since the Olympics stuff 
since the Lucio Ball stuff. Like I didn't play any of the winter stuff, didn't play any of the Halloween stuff really either. Um, oh, you man. guys, did you drop off as as hard or have you been? Um, I I've pretty much I've I've played since day one up until this point, just to you know different degrees, but I've never sure. completely dropped off. So I've done yeah. all the um, events and stuff. Oh, nice. I've okay. done the same thing, I think. I mean, I have started playing consistently when, when the game was released, mm. but I never really was like playing it every day or something. It's just a game that I never really dropped off, but yeah. also another game that I haven't played as often as, I don't know, Final Fantasy Fifteen, for example. It's not a game that I just went and played every day. Yeah, for me it was something that I... I, I During the sort of heyday that we had in, in the middle of 2016... I I would even launch it to play on my own. Um but now with all the single player games I've got and I'm focusing on like completing one game and moving on to the next there's nothing driving me to play matches of Overwatch on my own. I might as well wait until yeah. you guys are around and then we'll play some Overwatch, some Rainbow Six Siege and 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 some other stuff. Um same here, yeah. But but it's a it's still it's still a really good game. I oh, mean, totally. it's still a game that I always enjoy playing. Yeah, yeah, for sure and and the reason we came back was well, because we wanted to go and return to it, but they actually added um, a new map, Oasis, which is one of those sort of neutral control point maps where it's round-based, and then each each round, the scenario and the location changes, but it's different places in Oasis. Um, mm-hmm. I like the map. Uh, Earl mentioned that it felt back to basics. Like, I mean, it's, it's nothing special, but mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Um, now yeah. I've now I've learned the layout. I, it's one of my favourite maps, I think. Yeah, and it's it's making its way into its rotation into the rotation when we go and play like the normal uh, quick play stuff. It's actually showing up more often than like the German map. Yeah, I, I think it's more boring than the German map, but I think I prefer it. There's more of a journey to the German map because it's yeah. it's well, it's a one way you're escorting. It's like a battering ram thing, yeah. Payload. I, I just, I, I found like I've, I've been able to learn Oasis much quicker than Germany. I still feel a bit mm. vulnerable in the German map. Mm-hmm. Learning Oasis, anything I, is better than learning Germany, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also did some of the three versus three round based stuff. Yep, uh, I which I some th- of that is that Echo Point something something Echo Point Antarctica. An- Antarctica. Yeah, that's the one. Um, that's not something I was expecting them to put in when they were talking about like the GameSpot documentary that Danny O'Dwyer did about Overwatch. They were talking about how the game is, is not ever going to have like a team deathmatch mode because the characters, like half the characters would be useless. And if you got given a specific character, uh, different from your opponent, like, uh, the luck of which character you get would play a lot into how successful you were. Um, in this case, I, I did enjoy it, but it totally felt like if I'm running around as, um, like Roadhog, I have a way better chance of winning than if I'm running around as, uh, May or something like that. I, I think it's kind of like a microcosm of the main game. I mean, mm. I've, I've played a few of L and it's kind of interesting to kind of balance between, you know, there's only three of you. Is it worth having a healer or is it worth just going full out attack? Sure. And- trying to just steamroll the win. Mm. Um, so I think that's the kind of kind of decision you have to make in this mode because you only have a smaller team, obviously. Yeah. So and then I, think it's, I think it's viable to have a healer or viable to not even have a healer. 
Whereas in the main game, you need a healer for sure. Yeah. And you also need to be following each other around. Like you shouldn't yeah. completely split up because you need to be able to do double damage to a single enemy. And if, if they're isolated, then you can easily take them down if there's two of you. And then they, there's other modes which I haven't tried, like um, a 1v1 thing as well. And you're just yeah. given a random, you're both given the same yeah. character round by round. Yeah. I, I don't like it personally, but I like how they've done it at least without making you choose the character you know it's a it's an even playing field yeah exactly yeah i've not had any luck with it but you know i'm I'm kind of struggling those high pressure 1v1 situations when there's you know no team to cover your loses losses (laughs) (laughs) losey goosies yeah like the game is all about playing as a team and we get the most upset where people are picking bullshit characters that don't play towards the strengths of the team or the the scenario yeah bob did you play any of that sort of round based stuff i played the three versus three thing and uh i'm not a big fan personally because Mm. i i I find that overwatch is as you say like an objective based slash team game and uh, team deathmatch especially when the team is so small i i don't find myself enjoying it too much i think it's a lot a lot of responsibility for me in that case did you Mm. play it solo like did you queue solo I queued with uh, with my cousin. Okay, because I've, I've played it with Val, and I think it's yeah probably technically unplayable on your own. I think it's at least have one friend to go in with. Yeah, but I mean, if if I wouldn't have played with my with my cousin, I wouldn't yeah, have even tried it. I, I do not definitely do not enjoy that on my own. But um, on my on my attempts to fight my way through this mode, I found out that my personal preference for this mode seems to be Soldier Seventy Six. Because it's kind of like the the balanced character that can uh, attack, can heal, and yeah. also has some escape options. But yeah, it, like the 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 sprint option, they can get yeah quickly get away. Yeah, it's always the first option to be locked. <laughs> so there's always yeah. going to be a soldier seventy six in in any of the teams. I've always found someone picking it. But yeah, and the one versus one uh, for the same reason. I I have not tried it. I know I knew that I wouldn't enjoy it. And I'm not particularly skilled, so it doesn't matter exactly which character they would assign me. I would probably not do very well. <laughs> it, is, it is funny as well because you can get some pretty boring matchups like Bastion versus Bastion. <laughs> or yeah, Reinhardt versus Reinhardt, I guess, yeah. would also be a bit weird. Um, going back, uh, because it's been such a long time, I've chosen to like go in and try new characters that I wasn't familiar with before rather than relying on Junkrat and, and May, which I used to. Um, and that's been cool because I've not had to like unlearn stuff. I've just, I felt like I've, I'm playing a different game in a, in a certain sense. So I'm like trying to play a soldier, which I'll mention is like ranked highly in the esports scene. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're constantly messing with that game and, and making improvements and like buffing and nerfing different characters based on the high level play. Uh, like Diva's getting a big, change up and nerf that, this <laughs> when you were playing uh symmetra i just didn't recognize that character at all because she like fires no. shields yeah. and stuff now it's really i, I think she's changed much yeah i think she's changed the most drastically i've seen since the game launched because i, I can't think of any other character where they've actually get, given them new skills whereas they've given her new skills yeah like i think the closest the, the closest i can remember um which isn't 
a com- isn't not even close, but the closest is um, Diva with the, with um, the shield. The shield, which instead of yeah, being yeah. like a one and done thing, it actually recharges. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the biggest change until this. Whereas Symmetra is a different character now. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, I, still, I do. She's not I, a support. <laughs> well, uh, talking to that, I, I do think they need to move some characters around. I mean, Diva mm-hmm. is an is an attack character. She's not a tank. Yeah. So they they need to bite the bullet and push her into DPS. Yeah, and then you um, and then you can't uh, you can't just have a Symmetra and say that you've got a healer, really. Yeah, uh, but pe- people know that. But yeah, new people coming in and just picking any of the healer class, expecting to be efficient, uh, yeah. are going to be are going to be no dropped on their ass. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see Blizzard do some changes there. Maybe yeah, move some characters in and out of groups and tiers. It might be more than they want to do, maybe because it's kind of admitting they've made a mistake originally, but sure. I think Blizzard are usually nah. open to doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they would. I mean, it's not like... The, these kind of things are mostly based on trial and error and, and see how the players react to, to the characters themselves. Yeah. That's where the balance comes from. Yeah, well, also, you, consider, you also consider that there are still three viable tanks with Winston, Roadhog, and Reinhardt, and then there are three viable healers with uh, Zenyatta, Lucio, and Mercy, and they're all well, within that are different. You've but got Anna as well. Huh? But then that's the kind of trouble you mentioned about Symmetra. Like, oh, if yeah. you have those viable tanks, but Diva also being a tank, if someone picks her as the only tank, you're not going to do too well. Mm. So you kind of have to waste two slots with tanks. Sure. But then if you're saying that that's just a DPS character, then you're fine. Yeah. Or do you, do you feel that they actually need to spec her more towards being DPS to actually be a viable DPS character? But I mean, I, I think she is fully specced to DPS already. Sure. They need to actually move her into the attack group. Mm. Just just so you don't have people picking her as the tank and thinking that's going to be fine. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um, and then the... I think there was one more multiplayer game we played together, unless, unless I'm wrong super, there. Super new game. Yeah, the <laughs> the um the latest releases is something we're big up on here. Uh we played Syndicate, uh which is actually from twenty twelve, we're joking. Um so that's a <laughs> what is it, five and a half year old game now? Four and a half. Yeah, yeah. I've I feel like we should add that we all are aware of the original Syndicate from nineteen ninety three. Just in case Is it people... related? This is something that I always wanted to know. It's it's a repurposing of the IP basically. But it's not the same story or same... Th- themes are reused. Um, it's, it's the same universe, same kind of deal, but yeah. Ah. Yeah, it's a shooter. But you don't need you don't need to have played the previous games and no. you don't need to feel upset if you are a fan of those, you know, the original series, like the 93 series, as Stu yeah. said. It, it sold really badly because people couldn't get over the name association. Which I understand, but at the same time, it's a shame because it's it's a very good game. Yeah, and in two respects, um, there are two sides to that game. There's the single-player campaign, which is solid enough for its type. Like, it's a pretty uh, standard um, first-person shooter campaign, but it's... I, I think, think it's, it's, um, it's a good way to describe it as a linear deus ex, really. Oh, yeah, yeah. some sim- of the stuff similar that kind doing. of themes and stuff, but yeah. without side quests and, you know... Bit of, without leveling up, a little bit of leveling up, but mm. yeah. And then the multiplayer is the thing we actually care about here, um, 
which is a four player co-op thing. There's no like team versus team stuff. It's all about uh, getting a group together and the, there's quite a few uh, levels. I think there's nearly yep. ten, 10 different scenarios and then there's three different difficulty levels and uh, they I don't know if they scale depending on number of players. I don't think so. They get- they don't. I think the fact that you have to still pick up like four servers and stuff and yeah, it's really so, difficult. So you're sh- you're shooting through a level and then you have to like sometimes pick up an item and carry it back to the plane that you rode in on. Yeah. There's and always four items no matter how many people you have in the group. Exactly, yeah. So it's expecting and wanting you to go in with a full squad. Um, we actually managed to finish... Um, all of the levels that we, you know, properly tried. Like there were several restarts, and it checkpoints quite well uh, enough that it's still a challenge. Um, but it's not super frustrating when it sets you back. And if it just feels good, like the the actual gun combat feels really good. And uh, we we were playing on controller, and Earl was playing on um, keyboard and mouse. Uh, but for the controller, you've just basically got a button um, dedicated to hacking stuff. So depending on where you're looking, like if you're looking at an enemy, you can, like if they've got armor, you can hack them. If you're looking at a, a gate, you can hack that. S- similar stuff to what ended up, I guess, being in, in, in Watch Dogs, kind of being able to hack stuff as you're moving around doing other stuff. Hmm. Um and then you yeah, can that's like actually the closest it's, it's yeah yeah it's yeah there's a good reference and then um you can hack each other's health back up <laughs> um and then i think the thing that's going to bring us back is the feeling of of achieving uh like completion on each level and then leveling our characters up by unlocking abilities like there's a whole ability tree just for your multiplayer character there is uh, a weapons uh, upgrade tree as well and then like a hacking abilities upgrade tree as well uh, so there's three different th- um, places where you're putting points into that you're earning from, from playing matches together and then I guess our ultimate goal is being able to finish all of the levels on the th- third and hardest difficulty which if we went into right now especially with three out of four players we would get rinsed yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think that's even possible. Yeah, because you're like improving damage output and ammo capacity and reload speed and hacking speed and all of these different kind of things that they they are requiring you to have. And you can go and try. You can even go in and try on your own as a single player playing these multiplayer scenarios, but it's not going to be kind to you. Um, so that's that's something that we're going to stick with as well. And um, Bob, hopefully that copy that we've gifted to you works uh, i would yeah i i have to see if it works because the the game is not available in germany yeah, yeah it was, it was, not, it was not banned released. in banned in australia and germany it's yeah. pretty violent yeah, yeah. there, and, there uh, is dismemberment and gore and f- physics and messing about with dead bodies yeah i yeah. mean also like the original syndicate you can just kill civilians and stuff as well like in multiplayer and single player, you run into civilians, scientists, homeless people, and you can just kill them. But yeah, if we, if we actually can make this work, I would gladly join you because Syndicate is one of those games that I've always wanted to play but never really could. Sure. I mean, this, we've got some interest at work as well, actually, with people looking to join us, maybe. 
Nice. Yeah, it is. I really always like this game. I mean, you know, not, not super related, but the single player campaign is, is also written by one of my favorite authors. Uh, Richard Morgan is one of my favorite sci-fi authors. So what's he done? Um, he's done not anything super famous, but like Altered Carbon, um, Woken Furies, Broken Angels. It's like a, a trilogy of a character called Takeshi Kovacs. Um, it's basically set in like a future where you can change your sleeves, your skin and stuff. So you're like, you know, you're wearing a, a ninja skin to infiltrate a building and stuff. Hmm. Um, it's actually coming to Netflix as a TV show. Finally, the first book, which is really cool. It's kind of like, um, a detective noir set in the future, whereas the other books go really epic into like huge galactic battles and conspiracies and stuff. Um, oh. it's, 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 it's a book I've wanted to see adapted somehow for about a decade now. And finally, Netflix, of course, uh, stepping in to save the day. <laughs> so he, yeah, I mean, he actually wrote a, f- a few games back in the day, um, with, with EA and Syndicate was one of them. So, you know, it's not his best work by any means, but it still adds another little element of why I like the game so much myself. Sure. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I can't think of any other multiplayer thing we've been playing, but. Any anything to add, Bob? Um, not that I can think of right now. In terms of of Syndicate, yeah, just that I I look forward to see if I can get to play it with you guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, and, it's it's a shame people couldn't get over the name um, and give it a chance because at the end of the day, it's also a game made by Starbreeze, who are you know, well regarded, especially back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Riddick and uh, Darkness. Yep. Uh, so it's it's a real shame because it's a solid, really fun game. Well, uh, we we did a stream um, last night, two nights ago, and uh, that's now available on our YouTube channel. Just search for Go Play That or go to goplaythat.com. Cool. Um, let's move into what we've been playing uh, during the last individually. week. Individually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess I'll make a start with uh, what I've been up to because I've got quite, quite the list. Um, so I finished The Last Guardian and... Um, Last time we talked, Bob, I was feeling like I was nearing the final stretch, but I I wasn't sure that I could recommend that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been going back and forth in my head uh, this week, like having finished it, uh, I think it was like the day after we recorded last week. Um, and yeah, I spoke last week about the problems of the game, like the controls are kind of s- swimmy, the camera's terrible, uh, like it leaves... A, like a control hints on screen and it's like t- reminding you of how to like clamber onto stuff and pick things up after like the eighth hour and um the main thing i had uh, other than also like the performance where it was getting really framey often um was the ai of trico where he just won't do what he should be doing mm. um but it's it's still a, a fun journey to go on. Like it's all about the journey that you go on with Trico. And um, I understand. Like th- there's a quote from Fumito Ueda, uh, the creator of the game, where he says that like they could have just made it so that immediately Trico will just follow what you tell him to do, but that wouldn't make him feel like an independent, living, breathing animal. Like if you if he just followed your every command instantly, it would just feel like he's not his own his own thing. Um, I I personally am not sure I've ever bought that. I, no. I think it's bad AI 
that they're trying to well, no, emotionalize. So, no, I th- I don't think that they're covering it up with like logic after the fact. Like I I truly think that that is what like, this game's about. Because if you look, maybe back that at was the, their intention. I think I think that it was their intention all along for it to feel independent. But they I think they missed the mark. But if you look back at the previous games, like Eco was about you getting Yorda to where she needed to be, and then Shadow of the Colossus is about like taking on and climbing around these huge beasts and then like the last guardian is taking those two things and making you the the weak uh character and needing the strength of of trico to like take down uh enemies but then he needs you to progress basically like there's areas where it makes sense that he can't get through because it's a small gap or it's a closed gate uh or uh something that the game does often um which isn't a spoiler, so I'll just mention it briefly. It's like th- there's these eyes in the level that Trico is like batshit scared of and he will not progress until that is out of his sight, like smashed or thrown into a chasm. So you have to go and then get rid of those. Um, mm-hmm. And they play about with like he is making progress and then you're making the progress and then you get back to him and moments where you're not with him and when you when you finally reunite after like a ten minute platforming sequence, you're kind of relieved. Um, and at its best, like it's a it's a fantastic game, and that stuff is really enjoyable. But then there've just been so many moments for me in my playthrough that were just marred by, or even been like ruined by the AI. Um, hmm. Like it, it didn't feel like they also said that. Um, you should feel like Trico becomes more and more responsive across the course of the game as your relationship increases. Like not like a, um, not like a gameplay element where you have a direct impact on impact on how efficient he is, but more like as the story progresses during certain moments, he will become more responsive. Um, it didn't feel like that for me. It felt like he, he had like an onset dementia that was, worsening over time and he would forget how to do things and i'd have to like trick the game uh i'd have to like get off trico guide him along a little bit further then get on him again and then try and lead him up the pathway um which ended up feeling not like he was a animal and but more like he was like a malfunctioning robot like ai um <laughs> the, the, the trouble is the like- purpose I think one of the things people hate the most is like escort missions. So if you're going to make your whole game around it, then it's got to be tight. I I think probably, you know, people may disagree or not, but I think so far only the last of us has really perfected that basing a whole game around that mechanic and it not being super annoying. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Bioshock infinite is also up there for that in that regard. Yeah. But then the thing, the thing that this one does is that rather than just telling you that you need to care for, like you you're told that you need to care for Ellie but then she just can handle herself uh eventually and then you're told that you need to deal with um Elizabeth but then she's invincible in combat uh but when it comes to um uh the last guardian it's actually requiring you to look out for each other and that's not told through any dialogue like there's some there's some like uh, subtitled uh made up language stuff where the narrator is like talking and sometimes that pushes you in the right direction. But then, but then most of it is all about looking around at the level, looking at Trico, 
remembering what he can do, remembering what you can do and figuring out from that. And the escort stuff doesn't feel, uh, doesn't feel the same as those games. It feels better, but you're right. I think there were, I mean, there were some missteps and in the end it got close to doing what they planned to do, but, um, it, it like failed for me and maybe that was my playthrough and I had more, uh, bad luck than, than other people, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm glad, from, I'm glad they made it though. Like I'm glad they I mean, made it. <clears throat> I know, I know you're going to talk about <clears throat> Final Fantasy in a second, sure. but I, I think both those games are quite comparable. I mean, they've both been in development hell for about 10 or so years. But I think if you look at the two games, I think Last Guardian has released in 2016 how it would have done in like 2004 or whatever. Whereas Final Fantasy, yeah. you can see it's taken that time. It's modernized itself. It's basically inspired itself by The Witcher, um, which obviously didn't exist when it started development. Mm. So they've actually used that 10 years to kind of, you know, they've not, it's not, they've not shipped a perfect game, but they've, they've shipped an evolved game. Yeah. But Whereas then I you think th- Last Guardian just got to a point and just, finished its development and released as it would have done. But I'm, I'm also fine. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because like they made, they had a vision for this game and it took them a long ass time to get there. And we don't know what caused that, whether it was more political and budget driven than like a capability, but they had a vision for what that game should be. And this definitely feels like, yeah, it could have come out in 2010 or something like that. Um, and would have, completed this trilogy like ueda's trilogy yeah. but it's okay just yeah it, it just sounds like maybe they could have kept that vision intact but you know modernizing some of the controls a little bit and the kind of you know some of the mechanics yeah so like maybe just make it a bit better well, I th- again, yeah I, I haven't played it honestly but I mean, no. this is what i kind of see and hear mm. um, i'm looking forward to trying it yeah i'm gonna let sometime. you borrow it uh, this week if you want um well, I guess before we get into February, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say that when we were, like Lorena and I were playing through it together, like she, we did like a 50-50 split. She was controlling it half the time. And we both came away feeling like it took them that long and the controls felt like that and the AI was broken in places and the f- performance was like that. So it's like, yeah, if the game had come out without them making changes to their vision of what that game should be, but then those three items were cleaned up i would have had this like high up my game of the year list uh going l- looking back would i have put it onto my top 10 still would not have even if i had played it uh within the month it came out um we can talk about final fantasy 13, uh, 15 actually if you want to hmm. i would uh, like to hear your impressions on it yeah i mean we've, we've already def- talked yeah we've covered it a lot but definitely interested in what you think of it sure hmm. um so so far we've played maybe 10 hours um, we're level 15, 16, um, and Lorena's been playing. She's been the one in control for the majority, and she's pretty jazzed by it. Um, there's some stuff that's like she's not sure of, but she's feeling invested in it. Like she's asked, she's like saying, Shall we play more of it? Which she rarely does. Um, and yeah, I like the characters' stuff, like interaction within, within moments where they're like, there's, Lots of little uh, moments that are, are banter, tin- like banter stuff. Yeah, exactly. Just stuff throughout. Um, and then she also like played this weird sort of pinball game. Yeah, oh, really that cool. um, she played like, it. Could never remember the name. 
No, I think it's um, something yeah. like Monster Justice Five or something. Yeah, Monster something Justice, like yeah. yeah, something like that. So um, she got into playing that after several levels. We realised what what it was. I was like looking up, uh, I like googled what are the rewards are for different number of like gold bars, and we ended up playing for another hour as we got to like the next five gold bars. Like, okay, if we if we cash out now and like game over now, we'll get this accessory. But if we get five more we'll get this better one. And we ended up getting to like level 50 or 60. I can't remember exactly out of like 99. Um, So I'm not as, I'm not blown away by the game and I don't know whether I, I think we could probably attribute half of that to um, overhype from you guys. Like it had (laughs) a lot, it had a lot to prove for me because it was on three of the five of our game of the year lists like top um and like we've been talking about it for the last month like you guys have been singing its praises and continuing to play i guess Stu, have you returned to it since you wrote your game of the year thing um i haven't actually i've only i've basically got one dungeon that i haven't done but Mm. it's a dungeon that i don't like so i'm not sure (laughs) if i want to go back to it i definitely am really aside from near i think the DLC for Final Fantasy is my most anticipated gaming yep. release this year. Yeah, so yeah. I, I can't wait to go back to it. I'm not sure if I, you know, now I've completely rinsed it, got the platinum trophy done, kind of everything. Mm. Um, I'm not sure I can face that one particular dungeon again. Okay. Um, so we are, we're continuing to play it, but so far nothing's really wowed me. Um, I think the combat is all over the place and, Again, I've not had much, I've had maybe two to three hours of hands-on playtime, so I haven't actually experienced too much of it myself. Um, but to watch it is really strange. Like, it's difficult to follow exactly what's going on. Um, but I think the other thing is that nothing that's happened so far has been really momentous and none of the missions have been very interesting. Um, but it's slowly, revealing itself over time like as you start to think about what what to put your a- ap like action points or whatever the whatever they're called into like yeah. the tree and which character um abilities make most sense like we've been we've mainly been like putting 99 ap into doubling or multiplying by five the health and the strength of the whole party rather than doing individual abilities and stuff like that and then we've been like putting points into uh some of the talents that each character has resulting in you gaining ap like doing yeah that i was early. gonna say that's 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 my um recommendation yeah the ones where you earn ap for driving for riding chocobos yeah, yeah. camping yeah um and yeah we've not been doing the never sleeping until we get to a five-star hotel stuff uh we've <laughs> we've been like um i don't think we've gone through many night cycles but we've gone through a few where there's like demons uh and then there was this huge demon with a massive sword and lorena was like running away looking for a chocobo um i think it's maybe just too early to tell but uh the intro didn't really hit me i like the cg the characters haven't hooked so far but I guess there's several more play sessions left to go. And I am thinking about the game when we're not playing it. 
so I guess that's something. Like it's not, I'm not like turned off by it. Like, oh, do we have to? Um, I am interested in continuing to see more of that game. And as the, as we moved out of that original like uh, desert location to like the, the beach side and then like the grassy second zone, uh, it started to get a bit more attractive. Um, but yeah, it's, it's cool. It's cool. I can see where you guys are coming from, but, uh, um, yeah. my theory, my theory is that you're having the same sensation that Belly, our friend mm. also had. So in the beginning, she was also extremely bored by the game and mm. she just could not find the reason to play it at all. Sure. But she kept doing it for, for some unknown reason. She just kept doing it. She thought like, yeah, okay, I, I'm not really liking it, but I'm coming back to it. And, uh, later on, when, when, when she progressed through the story and she started opening more, more chapters, then yeah. it clicked. And I think the same thing will happen to you. Okay. I may be wrong. Sure. But I hadn't, I, I, I hadn't actually seen the conclusion to her saga with that because I, I did see the original post where she was like, what is this game? I am so bored by collecting resources and doing terrible side missions, but it's cool to hear that 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 sort of looped back around and she came to actually enjoy it. So yeah, we'll we'll stick with it for sure. I don't think I can a- actually escape it with Lorena wanting to play it. So that's uh, <laughs> that's where I'm at. Um, Prisoner. I've got a few more things actually. So I've been playing more Dishonored 2 uh, mm-hmm. and having played it this week, I'm happy that it that I put it on that tenth spot on my game of the year list. It was like one, it was that, that tenth spot where it could have gone to something that I'd finished and enjoyed, um, versus Dishonored, which I hadn't played much of, but I like extremely enjoyed that first few mission, uh, that I did. Um, it just feels creepy. And I like the rush of like inching through, uh, environments and, when we were, when I was first playing it, I talked about turning off the um, objective marker, so it doesn't actually tell you where to go to perform an objective, um, which led to me actually learning how to navigate the game world uh, and stumbling into stuff that I might not otherwise have seen. Even today, I was playing and I found this lab and I played this audio device on on the desk. And that alerted someone downstairs. So I hid in the corner and it turned out to be my main objective that the person I had to kill or incapacitate otherwise, like she just walked straight in perfect place, uh, took her down and then ended up like exploring more of the level, even though I could have just shot her in the head and ghosted and like gone on to the next level. Like I, I felt like I was intrigued by the game world and, and what might be around and all the side objectives that end up uh revealing themselves organically and maybe a lot of that is to do with turning off that objective marker um Stu, you were playing you started playing deus ex no mankind divided and you said that you weren't sure about that you weren't sure about the original dishonored so you weren't sure about whether to play the second one no i mean dishonored i've it's a franchise i've always wanted to like but i don't like um i can't really explain why i mean it Mm. I really love how it looks. Um, I love this kind of the, the world and the setting, you know, the interesting characters, technology. 
but the game has never has never clicked with me too much. Yeah. And yeah, similar the original Deus Ex um human revolution, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not Again, the original the, original, but the yeah. original <laughs> recent Deus Ex. Yeah, yeah. Um I I think I got to that one just kind of too late and I never got the inclination to finally play it. Mm. Um, It had the pretty shitty launch, you know, where they outsourced the boss battles, which kind of broke the game a little bit because if you'd been doing stealth, you basically couldn't get past them and stuff. Yeah, I had a real tough time on that final boss (laughs) because I ghosted (laughs) the whole game pretty much, except the the, uh, bosses, yeah, which I had to struggle through. Yeah. So by the time they'd kind of sorted out that game, I just I tried playing it a few times. I just could never do it for some reason. Mm. Um, but then obviously Mankind Divided came up on sale mm. and I decided to take the plunge. Um, haven't played much, just still on the first mission basically, but I'm enjoying it so far. Um, I'm trying to play it more stealthily than I usually do those yeah. kind of games. So I'm, I'm getting some enjoyment out of that. Um, it looks really nice. Again, I, I always love I love sci-fi. I love these kind of settings. So I, I think also Adam Jensen's voice is a bit less cringy in this one. In, yeah. In the first in the first game, it's like full on Christian Bale Batman like time, <laughs> yeah. times a hundred. Um, so he seems a bit he's a bit toned down. He's a bit more human, mm. ironically, in this one. <laughs> Not so much of a just kind of a walking cliche of angst. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely enjoying it more. But yeah, I haven't, I haven't played too much yet. But I definitely want to play a lot at cool. some point okay um i guess this is the perfect segue into what you've been playing then Stu. so um what else so mainly i mean it, it, i featured it as like a <clears throat> honorable mention in my list because i just basically started it the day i before i finished my list finally and it's um mm. i am satsuna okay or i am satsuma as you can change her name and call her satsuma to <laughs> reach her ultimate form Whoa, okay. um, well, it's, a it's a joke about fruit bob don't worry about it yeah because okay. the, the name is funny i am satsuna it's almost i am satsuma okay um it's it's really cool like i said in my in my list it's kind of an awesome counterpoint to final fantasy it's like you know both obviously published and released by square enix it's kind of like you see the whole genesis of the kind of the genre they basically own you know the japanese rpg you kind of have I am set sooner at the the start, which is kind of really old school turn based Final Fantasy six, seven Chrono Trigger type um, game, hmm. and they have obviously Final Fantasy fifteen, which has evolved to its final form of kind of a a, a mix of East and West um, RPG elements. So I'm re- I'm really liking it. Like I said, my list is is nothing like crazy. It's very simple, very simple story of just again you're on this journey to, you need to get to this place so she can feel her destiny, fulfill her destiny of, you know, sacrificing herself so you can rid the world of monsters. Mm. Um, and it's just about, you know, getting there, the characters learning to bond with each other, you know, finding out more about each other. And, you know, it has like a proper top down SNES PS1 type world map, which you walk around and later get an airship and stuff. So it's, it's, it's really old school in that regard. Um, but obviously with a few modern twists, you know, the combat's turn-based, but quite fast, you know, you don't get bored in battles because they're quite snappy and stuff. Okay. Um, but it's, it's overall, it's, it's really cool. Um, I, I found a, a really nice little thing the other day because there's all these secret islands dotted around as well outside of the main, main world. And one of them, if you go to, it's like a kind of a, a pixel village 
and all the NPCs are the developers and you can talk to them and they have like funny <laughs> little things of like, you know, I hope you enjoy this game. I really worked hard on it and put my heart into it. And <laughs> other funny ones like, you know, someone keeps stealing all the coffee in the, in the break room and stuff. <laughs> so it's, it's a nice little touch in, in that regard. And it's, you know, it felt really heartfelt. So I really, really like that. You yeah, did play really cool. Trigger, right? Yes. Not, okay. I've not completed it, but. No, but. But you played it. I mean, I yeah. was I was going to ask you because I I keep hearing that I am Setsuna is more similar in terms of combat mechanics and such to Chrono Trigger than any other game, and I wanted to to know your input in that. So I mean, it, it is is basically its main influence in all respects is Chrono Trigger for sure. Okay, which is really good because it's a really good game. Like so. even to the point where you know your party follows you around on the world map in the mm. in the areas and stuff in a little train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I I definitely overlooked that one, and I completely forgot it existed until you brought it back to my attention. No, it's, it's the same. I've I've wanted it since even before it came out, but I never bought it for some reason. It's, yeah, you know, for some reason I was always waiting for a sale, and I was like, "Well, screw it, let's just get it." Yeah, I think I should get it myself. <laughs> no, it's really it. good. Um, and yeah, aside from that, I've I've been playing a little bit of the Division's latest DLC, um, Survival. Ah, which which and is how was there. that? Um, I still really like the division and I've, like, I've got the urge to play again, so I'm definitely going to play some more, but I'm not a huge fan of the direction they went with their DLC. Both their DLC releases have been just so random and different. You know, you had the underground, which was basically the chalice, chalice dungeons from Bloodborne. Um, and now you've got survival, which is Daisy. And I just <laughs> kind of, I'm just kind of sitting there wanting more add more missions of, you know, standard division missions. Building I mean, the main they, world. Yeah. I mean, they obviously, they add incursions, but, you know, I want more, release some story-based missions and add them as DLC. You know, you're, they're kind of determined to add this completely disparate gameplay experiences. Yeah. Um, and so far, I mean, I've only played a little bit of it, but I didn't like what I played so far. It just, like, immediately as you spawn, because basically now it starts with, like, you're in a helicopter, it crashes... Um, and you kind of in your, you've got the whole division map, but now you have like, you're getting cold and stuff and you need to eat food and stuff. And basically you need to get into the dark zone because you start outside of the dark zone, um, survive, extract some stuff and get out. Um, but basically I, I can't, cause you basically, you start with nothing. You start with none of your skills. You just start with a pistol. Um, you need to craft everything. You need to craft clothes. I mean, it's kind of cool because the, the clothes you wear for cosmetics in the game actually have like meaning now because they have like a cold rating and keep you warm and stuff. Mm. Um, but it just seems like with a lot of things in the division, it's like it plunks you down. Um, you're constantly basically dying as you, when you're outside because you're getting cold. So you always feel this sense of urgency. So far, I've not been successful in finding any kind of real crafting equipment. You can't see anything because it's like dark and blizzardy. And also like the enemies seem really sparse. So I'm just kind of walking around so far, my experience dying, not finding anyone to fight and not finding any kind of equipment to craft. So it's been a bit kind of boring at the moment. You've been playing it with someone else? With you? Oh. Um, I haven't. I've only gone in solo. There's, there's two modes for it. You can do PvP or PvE. So I went in okay. PvE first. And also when you... You can, anyone can steal your loot as well. So I finally did find some people, managed to kill them with my shitty pistol, and then someone just ran up and stole my loot. So 
<laughs> I, I stayed naked for longer. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to give it another chance, but like I said, I'm, I'm not as much as I like the division. I'm, I'm not really happy with how they did their DLC, especially as a, a season pass owner. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wish they just added more to the game rather than this extra random stuff. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Like MMOs are supposed to be evolving, growing like game worlds. And this, like, how do you access the vanilla game from the survival stuff, from the underground stuff? Are they, like, just menu items now? No, no, they basically, with the big update before underground, they added a whole new section to the base of operations, which is you go downstairs. Oh, okay. It's called called the terminal. It's like a social hub, and you can access the underground there. You get on a train. You basically you walk through a door instead of access a menu. Okay, so that one is is built in to... No, and the survival they've added there as well. Oh, so you get in a helicopter? Yeah, so you go through a new door in this this new area and right. then go to a cutscene in the helicopter. Oh, okay. Mm, so they have they've mm. integrated it nicely within you know, you know not just menus or stuff, but just gameplay wise, it's just it's just too completely. I mean, the underground is the most similar to the basic game. It's just the basic game, but with you know randomly generated, procedurally generated dungeons and stuff. Mm. Uh, where you can put modifiers on, like, you know, enemies do twice as much damage or, you know, you don't have a mini-map and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I do quite like that, and I want to go back to that more. Um, but, yeah, the survival, I'm not loving it so much so mm-hmm. far. But Division itself, they've definitely improved the game a lot. I mean, you get so much more better drops and stuff now just from doing missions, killing enemies, um, you know, lots of quality of life improvements, like, better checkpoints on the challenging missions and stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you wipe, it's not basically start from the beginning. Um, like quicker revives. They've just they've just done a lot of quality of life improvements, so it's definitely a better game than it was. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I, I look I, forward to get back to it, actually. I haven't played yeah. it for a long time, and, no, and it's I, a I game not, that I've always wanted to complete. I, I may not play much survival, but I will play the base game and hope that the third and final big expansion is... Something more that I enjoy. You were playing on PS4, right? Yes. No, okay. So Rob, it's just you and me, I think. We should We should, we should make a date. Revive those characters, yes. No, I really do like it. It just... I don't think it ever got to what it could have been. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, the, it's the kind of game I really... It's like the ideal game for me. Like kind of MMO light, sci-fi shooter. So it's a shame they didn't get it perfect, but... No, oh. they're still working on it. Like they're still going to do stuff with it in 2017, right? Yeah, have yeah, they yeah. said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. yeah. I mean, they've still got one big expansion, and then they, you oh. know, the updates they do are huge. I mean, again, I still stand by that. It's it did a better job of this genre than Destiny, at least for adding content and keeping people engaged. You know, Destiny may be remembered as the better game, but mm. I, I don't think Bungie did as much to make that game better for the people than you know Massive have done for the division. Yeah. I don't. I don't fully understand the the brains of the people that are are still playing Destiny now. Like there are still people who are f- heavily into that game and yep. wait for the for any new piece of content, and it's usually lame. And they just go, "Well, it's more Destiny. I'm fine with it." Like, yep, yeah. No, I I really can't wait for Destiny too. But the thought of playing Destiny right now is is pretty scary to me. Sure. Okay. Was, um, was it actually confirmed that Destiny 2 was coming sometime in 2017? They I mean, people, have a 10-year plan, don't they? 
people are putting it on their lists for 2017. Um, yeah. I mean, what else do Activision and Bungie <laughs> really have? They've got to get it out. <laughs> I wonder. I mean, Call of Duty's not doing too hot these days. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anything else, Stu? Um, no, that's about it, really. Okay. Right. Sorry. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Should I go up then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Do you right. Very, very briefly, because I have not really been playing that much myself, um, what I've been doing over these past weeks and over my Christmas holidays and such is, is to play a bunch of Rocksmith. Okay. Because, yeah, I, I really wanted, I mean, I'm, I'm already sick of seeing my guitar hanging on my wall, not being touched at all. And I was like, yeah, okay, you know, it's about time to undust it. And and uh, I'm getting back to it. And I've decided instead of going the 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 obvious route of playing lead guitar, I went to with rhythm. Mm-hmm. And I'm way too clumsy for it. <laughs> I mean, I cannot position my hands in the right way to to strum the chords correctly and such. But I'm getting I'm seeing improvement, which is a really good thing. So the game is. It, the game does really a, a very good job instructing you and, and telling you how to improve. And the games from Guitar Arcade are very well designed for you to practice these things. Uh, and, um, yeah, if anyone wants to, to like start playing the guitar and doesn't know how, it is, I think that Rocksmith is a very, very good starting point. Um, yeah. but yeah, it got, it um, got me started. It got me, yeah. uh, it supplemented, um, my band practice that I was having early on uh, and I don't play it very much now uh, mainly because like I, I didn't feel like I wanted to invest money in like getting more DLC uh, but it got me off the ground to the extent that I'm now learning more and more on a weekly basis with with my band uh, so it's a good it's a good launching off point because it tricks you into playing a fun game uh, but it truly like properly teaches you the initial skills of chords and rhythm and so on. So basically before playing Rocksmith, you did not play the bass at all? Um, I had, no, I actually set myself a goal to learn a few songs to play at, like the work Christmas party. And I used Rocksmith 2014 um, to get up to speed f- for some basic songs. Like I, ah. I, some of the, some of them were in the game, some of them weren't. But the initial act of learning from zero to one <laughs> um, yeah. was using the game, yeah, and it and it worked. And I didn't yeah. play any of the. You mentioned the guitarcade stuff, which is basically you'll play um, something that teaches you how to do scales or chords yeah. or Some rhythm games that yeah, or like just remembering yeah, wh- where frets are. And yeah. but they're like little arcade games. They're not actual songs, but they're they're fun and and they the main thing is that rocksmith works like yeah you have a, a you jack into a usb plug it into your guitar your bass or whatever and it works and it can you can tune it through that and you can hear it through uh through your normal sound system it's pretty miraculous yeah 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 it is i mean i'm surprised that it didn't get any more um re-editions since 2014 yeah especially because it's not 2017 but the latest think, yeah the latest um release that they did for 2014 i think they actually did in 2016 they like hmm. put it out again or something i, they I can, guess there's probably not there's probably not, not that much money in it for them because once hmm. people have it there's not it's much a platform. incentive to yeah like 
you know, if, if, if it's more of an educational kind of tool, which it sounds like it is, it is, there's people aren't going to be waiting to buy the next one. You know, they're yeah. going to use that until they learn the guitar and then drop it. I don't, I don't really think that Rocksmith really needs re-releases. It's morely like, I think it could be, it could use a lot more expansions and perhaps DLC. I'm, I'm sure that it has already. It it does have like a big selection of songs in DLC mm. for you to buy and such, but um, I don't think they are communicated that um, in 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 such a high profile way as Rock Band does, for example. That every time there is a new release, you will hear about it. Um, Rocksmith goes a lot more under the radar, and I think that is the key of keeping to keep it alive. But yeah, there's no denying as a as a, an educational tool, as you say, Stu. Mm. It's 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 a fantastic choice and, and it's a really good thing to have. Uh, so yeah, I've been doing that and um, a little more. I've also been playing uh, Day of the Tentacle Remaster because it's uh, the free PlayStation Plus game as such. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's you, a timeless classic it, that... You know that you have it on Steam? Yeah. Okay. And Just, I played it already on Steam and I replayed oh. it recently as well. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> You're allowed. I thought that you had forgotten that you had it on PC. Uh, no, no, Stu, no, no. Stu forgets every game that he's got through Humble. <laughs> I know, I mean... I, <laughs> I forget I even subscribed to it. Yeah, which is a nice surprise when something... <laughs> well, like, But it's also because that website I still find horrendous to navigate. Mm. I, I spend 20 minutes trying to work out how to get to my games. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, still, I, I, I did play... I did play the PC version when it was first released, and now that we got it for free on 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 PlayStation Plus this month, I was like, I gotta play it again because it's a game that I never really get tired of, even though I've completed it so many times. And yeah. uh, okay, I can't wait for the full throttle. Remaster. A full throttle is one that I have never played and I've always what? wanted to. Yeah, I never, I never managed to play it. I've always wanted to, but the, God knows if if there's any way to run it right now. So no, I but there's wait the, remasters. the remasters. Yeah, the remasters coming. I mean, honestly, I, I don't know how that's that happened. I mean, for, at least for me, the new LucasArts release was like an event, you know? Yeah. It was like the original Call of Duty type. <laughs> yeah, a- yeah. Anticipation, definitely. never miss one. Um, and, um, and what I've been playing as well is Watch Dogs 2 for the past two or three days. Okay. I've just been, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to add to what already, what you already said, Rob, because mm. you've also been singing its praises and you like, you like it and such. Yep. And, um, the the thing that I'm gonna point out is that I'm enjoying the story a lot more than I should be, because <laughs> because <laughs> you're a bloody hipster, Bob. Yeah, probably. I don't know. <laughs> compared to the big. first one, compared to the th- to the first one, is is just like night and day. So I find myself uh, like liking very much what the protagonist Marcus says and 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 the way he interacts with the other DevSec members. Mm. And they they seem like a cool gang to hang out with, and I would like to be like part of them somehow. I'm and, I'm going to be really contrary. I mean, in my experience so far, I I, I think, and I know it's not going to be a popular opinion, or you know, people will agree with it. But I I kind of miss the original Watchdogs over Watchdogs too. But mechanics wise or story wise, I don't think the story is like anything to write home about in either of them. But I don't know. I kind of liked the brooding. Aiden, maybe a bit more than the ultra hipster everyone. <laughs> and just some of like, I, I think like I preferred the interface and stuff in the first one. 
Um, I mean, I, I think Rob agrees when I mentioned this before, but I mean, I, I think the start of Watch Dogs 2 is some of the worst gaming experience I've ever had. It, it's just like, there's no tutorial. It's a clusterfuck. In that game. Yeah. It is overwhelming. Mess. Yeah. I've said, I said that, um, like there's just so many things that it throws at you at once. I wouldn't say exp- I didn't have a it bad time. Explain any of them though, really. Like no, there's icons I had on my screen that I had no idea what they did. I think they just exp- either like they missed something out, they overlooked something, or they just expected that. Oh, you know, this is a game with side things. content. Go, just you, you know, I mean, you can and, work it out. And also we, with both of you, yeah. And we we talked about this as well. It's like you could basically block yourself by not knowing you need the helicopter and stuff and i hate stuff like that in games because i always in any game i'm playing i always do the extra stuff before i progress in the story so if i'm not progressing in the story they don't tell me you need the helicopter so yeah. i'd go somewhere try and do a puzzle or try and do a mission and you can't do it without the helicopter yeah I, the, yeah I you're right kind of game the, so yeah what what happened here i don't know if you ended up unlocking it already bob but the quadcopter thing which is like the rc car but the one you can use in the air they should they yet. should have like so we're actually saving your ass here because they should have given that to you as a scripted event yeah. maybe maybe it's two hours into the game but not before you can go and access some of the side missions that require that you have it and you bang your head against the wall figuring like thinking how the hell am i supposed to get onto that roof and then you realize when you look at the tech tree that such a thing as a quadcopter exists <laughs> and that should have that should have been something that just as it lets you off your leash and you're then just doing what you want out of all of the content in the game it should have forced you to go and unlock that thing because it is vi- it is absolutely a requirement um for even some of the story missions and yep. it it uh does not give it to you and tell you and, it even exists like straight up and it, and it i mean it, it never even gives it to you it's your no. it's up to you to craft it yeah so and you again, could decide yeah. not to you could say oh i don't need that yeah. whereas you actually you need it and you might not even know that you need it until you've exhausted all of your options looking how to like properly get to the start of a mission or perform a hack or something like that once you've got it the game is like i think a lot of the best stuff in that game requires and it are cases where you're using the copter because you're like flying around and you're like scoping out the area going in and hacking something uh completing like the wire puzzles on like walls and stuff um the game improves once you've got it it's just it was a huge misstep to not uh build that into the yeah. linear I'm, experience I'm, I'm definitely gonna go back to it and i'll definitely finish it i just think mm. it's one of the the recent games that gives one of the worst initial experiences, at least yeah. for me. Like, you you also had problems with the um, some of the side missions that are called side the, missions, but they're really just collectibles it's, that I, they tell you where to go in each in, an, I, in like I an order think sequence. That Ubisoft gets so much criticism for their kind of like you know gameplay of here's an area, climb this tower, open the area. So they kind of made a big thing of Watch Dogs too, like hey, the whole map is available. There's no towers, and that's cool. But mm. honestly, I think they just replaced that with even more inane stuff and like you know you have your side missions which yeah are presented as side missions so as i always do in every game i'm going to focus on doing all that stuff before i progress the fun parts with the the story and again it's like i don't understand how they can really justify like let's use the one where you have to you have to hack atms so you meet Mm. you meet a character and she's a hey test my atm hacking thing 
and you go and do it. So again, you have to go all the way to the place. It's usually a, a traversal puzzle or something again, which yeah, are, are fun, but at the same time, at least for me, sometimes I just want to not have to do that once. Maybe just, you know, this time just let me drive and get there easily. And then you hack the ATM and then she's like, Oh, cool. Yeah. Do it again. I was like, okay, fine. I'll do it again. Mm. And it never even changes. The text still just says, Oh, we need to test it. So hack this. Yeah. So you do it again, get another cut. You go to, all the way to the place, you know, figure out for about 10 minutes how to get to the thing you need to hack, hack it, have a little cut scene where you can give people money or take people's money away, which is kind of funny. Then it's like, cool. Okay. Done. And then it ticks over like, Oh, do it again. And literally this ATM hacking one, you have to do a thing like five or six times. It's yeah. just unnecessary bloat. Like, where is it? Where is it would have, um, like it is a psychological thing, but they shouldn't underestimate that. That if they had, if they had uh, placed six markers icons, on the yeah. game world, and as you roll up to them, it says this is an ATM one. Or that is would like, be much better. Sure, but me. you know that that's that- the same. It's the same. It's nearly the same. But the way that they've uh, prefaced that content, but the, the, the uh, way they've, they've presented it, kind of. If it's just an icon on the map, I get again it's to get away from the stick they get for just having tons of icons on their maps and you know, yeah, kind of pointless yeah. stuff. But you put it on a you know six six icons in different parts of the map. I can go to them at my own leisure. I don't feel like it's a you know a side quest I have to do so I know I've done it and then I can move on. I know this is a very me thing, but I'm sure there's lots of people in similar ways who want to you know clear out side quests before moving on to the story and stuff and presenting it as a side mission. And then it's presented as a very boring and repetitive side mission is really quite damaging to the game, I think. Do yeah, you know what so- game I, I find that had the best open world from the beginning and, and kind of lays it out really gently to you and, and makes it very enjoyable? Let me try and guess what, what year is it from? Um, it's rather old. I can't remember the exact year. 2008 mm. or nine. The, sab- the Saboteur? No. Oh, that was a good uh, one as well, though, I think. I... I if you're saying GTA 4, I would say no because that feels no, no, like no, 20 not. hours of tutorial. It's not GTA uh, 4. Okay, well, you're not going to guess me. it. No. It's Burnout Paradise. Ah. Uh, okay. I think, I think it was great. I mean, the, the, it, it just gives you like the entire open world for you to explore mm-hmm. and it doesn't give you any markers. You just discover them as you go by and you decide which one you want to unlock and you want to play. And you can pretty much play all of them with your initial car. You don't really have to unlock new things. You can. If you like beat the scores and such and you progress, you will mm. get new cars, you will get new stuff. But you can just pretty much enjoy the thing with your starting thing and not change at all. And you have all the choices, you have all the missions there, and it's only up to you how to tackle them. I found it really good and really enjoyable to go through it. Even even to date, it's mm. one of the games that I keep going back to every now and then. Cause, I can appreciate that. Yeah, um, often the stupid DJ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> other than the stupid DJ. <laughs> But um, yeah, Maf- Mafia 3 uh, also had a very strange um, sensation when you start because it's very it's way clearer at the start it's actually linear and it's building a backstory and giving you a reason to care about what you do but then it dumps you into the game world and it go and you eventually realize that you're about to perform the same uh, loop several times and as I mm-hmm. say in my in the in the podcast, one of the more recent podcasts, and then in my game of the year list, I was completely fine with that loop, but uh, other people were like, "No, I, I am not interested in this loop." And so, 
now I've realized that that's all this game is, I think I'm done. Um, I, f- I think the trouble is, and again, I think, you know, I don't know if you watched it, the, the Jim Sterling video on empty sandboxes, you know, mm. linear's become such a bad word in gaming, which I don't think it should be. You know, I often no, enjoy a, a linear game, but people are so scared of that word now that everything has to be open world. And if everything's mm. open world, it's usually filled with nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then if you, like, I think two of my, two of my favorite games are Mafia 2 and 3, like, of, of a big list of maybe a hundred, those two are probably on it. Um, but they're so different in terms of open world. Like, Mafia 2 is known for not needing the open world because it is bereft of any content. You can just, you just follow the story and it happens to play out in an open world, but there's no reason to do anything other than just go to the next mission. Uh, and then they kind of went the other direction with Mafia 3 where there's a lot to do and you're you're probably better off just not bothering to do all of the content because it's quite repetitive. I, I guess as well, ironically, Mafia 2 is the more realistic because, you know, you do spend your real life kind of the whole world's moving around you, but you're just focusing on your stuff. So That's very <laughs> it's deep. It's actually quite, quite a realistic open world. <laughs> deep stuff. But yeah, bottom line is um, I, I want to keep going with Watch Dogs 2 even mm. though I agree with you that the opening act is a bit of a clusterfuck and, yeah. and an overwhelming mess. I I do want to know more and uh, I knew that the that the helicopter existed uh, but I found it to be super expensive so I haven't I haven't spent any of my money trying to okay. save up for that. Okay. But um, I agree with change. you that it's yeah. <laughs> I agree with you that it's. I mean, there's there's nothing not else conveyed. you need money for, really. So yeah, did it's uh, not well convey that 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 you need it. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk about uh, your playthrough once you're done with it. But yeah. um, other than a few moments, I went non-lethal for the whole thing. Like it didn't it didn't feel yeah. like within that world that it would make sense for my character to be killing right. people. Yeah, that, I that's have the same I was, feeling. I was yeah. trying to play that like that but i was getting a bit frustrated with the whole game and just how slow and long it took to do everything so i just because also at the start i just don't i remember again this is why i look on watchdogs one preferably i remember instantly having so many cool ways to deal with guards from the outset whereas i was for a long time in watchdogs 2 i was trying to be stealthy and i just had no tools in my pocket you're right you're right but um and and that is bad on the game, but then you should continue get those tools, and then you'll feel better. Like I also I just um, in the last couple of days unlocked some stuff in Dishonored too, like sleep darts and um, darts which make people run away from me and which make them blind, uh, so I can cool. run past them as they're blind. I mean it it probably stings for a bit, but they'll they'll be fine. They won't actually die. Um, like. Without those tools, I was very limited and I was like escaping combat. Whereas here I can actually prevent it from happening in the first place. And that feels yeah. way better. I've, I've definitely decided in Watch Dogs, I'm just going to go and shoot everyone. I, I agree. It seems like dissonant to the, the setting and stuff, yeah. but yeah, you know, I think even Polygon did a whole article where the game reacts to you doing that. And it turns out that's bullshit. Like <laughs> yeah. no one's, I, I, I go to mission, like execute, like, everyone including like you know poor just hard-working female security guards and i go back to my height like headquarters and we're 
talking about films and watching silly videos and so they definitely don't react to you doing anything no no whereas Dishonored 2 super does change and I've actually felt like I shouldn't uh, go kill anyone and I should uh, like take the main targets out of the equation rather than just straight up killing them and there's an impact on gameplay as a result like it the ending changes but then there's also more bullshit happening yeah. in the game world uh, as the chaos rating that you finish levels with uh, increases. I think I'll keep my stealth kicks to Deus Ex and just sure. try and get through Watch Dogs as quick as possible. Yeah, just be like a badass murdering yeah. hacker. <laughs> okay. Um, anything else, Bob? Not really. I mean, I okay. was just about to agree with you. I mean, mm. my my character just doesn't... It, it feels wrong that he just murders people. It feels like a, a hooligan. It's kind, and of, an it's kind of funny, though. So yeah, it it kind of I think the dissonance would be too strong. So I'm also going non non lethal on that. Sure, but yeah, I'll keep you updated with my progress. But so cool. far, I'm enjoying it. Okay, cool. Um, we're a few weeks still to go for four in February, uh, which we mentioned last week, uh, which is our monthly uh, month long sorry event in February where we're gonna finish four games each, Hype. and yeah. It's a fun psychological battle that we're currently waging between each other. Stu, you got any <laughs> words to say? No comment. No comment. <laughs> I, I was looking forward to it because Elle, Elle was picking me a game and I, you know, thought he'd be nice, but it sounds like I'm going to be unhappy. <laughs> so I'm going to take all my rage out on other people and make that sure fair. Really, it's going to be really a domino effect games. of shittiness. <laughs> Yeah, Th- things are constantly in in flux and in motion, and I've I can't see the chat uh, channel where you guys are discussing stuff for me to play, and then all of us are having that sort of feeling of should I pick like nice games for myself because it's it's possible that everyone else is going to give me something bullshit, uh, and I think. That we've got three more weeks before we do that podcast and finally let like lay all the cards on the table. So I'm sure my list might change a little bit and the secret games that we're picking for each other might shift about uh, as we continue to psych each other out. Um, but other than that, like I'm going to be doing a Hitman elusive target. Like number 18 is out this coming weekend. And did you, did both of you guys see what they've done for that one? It's the first it's the first I in haven't. Colorado. Okay, it's the first in Colorado, so that's already new. Uh and Colorado you I can start as a mercenary, but if you start on the default starting location, it's a hostile area. The whole uh level is like a terrorist cell base. And the guy that I have to take down, I have to take him down in an accident not involving an explosion and I have to retrieve uh, uh, as well as killing him I have to retrieve some documents in the level so they've completely ramped up the complexity and difficulty um, of this next elusive target and that sounds that sounds cool I've been actually playing more of Colorado because it was my one of my least uh, played levels and now I've got maximum mastery level on that one and like unlocked all of the equipment I can get out of it um so i'm i'm ready for that i guess looking forward to it yeah uh and i guess we will be playing more multiplayer stuff over the next week and hopefully 
do some more streaming in the next few days. Right. Uh, yeah, if you want to send us an email, got any questions for us, got any suggestions of things to play, podcast at goplaythat.com or visit us at goplaythat.com and we'll see you next week. Bye. Cheers, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yeah.